1: The focus of today's podcast is all about why you need podcasting in your marketing strategy. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Daryl Darnell. Let me tell you all about him. He started his first podcast way back in 2008. His shows have been nominated for nine podcast awards, including Best Produced and Best Entertainment. He's been consulting and producing podcasts for other podcasters since 2012. And he's known for helping other podcasters produce better podcasts and hone their craft. He's a sought after speaker who presented at Blog World, New Media Expo, Podcast Movement, and Podfest. He is married with kids, plays a guitar, and has a degree in IT. Welcome, Daryl. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction?
2: Oh, that was a great introduction. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a true pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you found us found us and we get to spend some time with you when I read that you started in 2008 your very first podcast I started googling podcasting because I wanted to know when it originally started and I learned that 2004 was kind of the launch of the real podcast how did you know back then that they were going to be hot
2: well, I don't know that I knew they were going to be hot. I certainly didn't at that time foresee me making a career out of it. But I knew that it was something that I connected with. I, I discovered podcasting because I was a huge fan of the TV show Lost. And I someone in a message board said, hey, there are podcasts about the show, People, other fans talking about the show in a podcast. And I just thought that was wonderful. So that's how I discovered podcasting. And and then immediately just latched onto it. It was it was a, a medium that I just found a lot of pleasure in, and really enjoyed connecting with people through podcasting. So uh, it was just kind of an instant spark for me.
1: Was your format guests, or did you do all the talking?
2: So when we started our doing our own podcasts, we it was it was a group of us. Uh, we were friends who all, we, we were talking about another TV show called Fringe, which which was J.J. Abrams' next show after he started Lost. And so primarily it was just the, the four of us initially, then just two of us talking about the show. But we would bring people on from time to time and interview them, some of the actors and things like that we got to talk with over the years. But primarily it was just us in the same room talking.
1: That's so cool. Well, I know a lot of our listeners want to start a podcast and they just haven't pulled the trigger. Why do you think now is still a great time to start?
2: It is a great time to start. It's grown tremendously. You know, I started in 2008, as you said. I discovered podcasting in 2006. And and you're right, it did start really around 2004. And it's just continued to grow. And we, so sometimes people say, oh, well, I I wasn't in on it on 2004 or 2006 or 2008 or whatever, you know, last year. That's true. But today is still the best day to get started in podcasting. And in terms of if you look at it and go, oh, but there's all these podcasts out there and I'll get lost in the crowd or I don't have anything fresh to say. Those those aren't true. People start podcasts all the time and and connect with listeners and, and allow their message to get out there. And it's still much less crowded than blogging is. So, uh, and for a lot of people, you know, I myself included, the idea of sitting down and typing out a blog, it just pains me. It's not something that I get any type of pleasure in, but I can open up a microphone and start talking and record that and get my communication out that way. So f- for a lot of people, it's just a better medium. And like I said, it's not nearly as crowded as blogging is.
1: I totally agree with that. It takes me so little time. And it's one of my favorite things to do is to do my weekly podcast. Writing a blog takes me hours. Filming video takes me a long time because even though I'm a speaker, I've spoken all over the world, just making a video takes me forever and I have to keep redoing it over. So it's really interesting. I'm glad to hear you say that you don't feel it's crowded. For people that are just getting started, it can be overwhelming. And I know you've got a couple tips that you can share with people so they avoid those rookie mistakes when they're just starting out. Would you like to share a couple tidbits of knowledge?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of rookie mistakes. I certainly made my fair share of them. Um, I think a lot of folks, and I still battle with this myself, but that is the fear of putting yourself out there. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Lost and Fringe, two TV shows. I'm a big sci-fi fan, and I love the 1960s Twilight Zone. It's my favorite show of all time. And I'm, I've am i been working on a podcast for the Twilight Zone for a couple of years now, and I've done a lot of work and even invested some money into it. And one of the reasons I haven't, oh, there's multiple reasons, but one of them is I'm oh like, this is such a treasured show. Am I really the authority to talk about this? Do I, you know, I like you have that imposter syndrome. A lot of people struggle with that. Um, or I've seen, this is a huge mistake, unfortunately, a, a former client um, made. Um, he He started recording all of these episodes and he, I think he had about 40 of them that were recorded and he was so scared to release them and he wasn't sure is the quality good enough in terms of did I record them with a high enough quality or did I ask the right questions he was he was really struggling with that imposter syndrome, and he finally started putting them out. He came to us and said, okay I'm going to do this i want to I want to start putting these out by the time he started putting them out some of them had been recorded a year earlier, and some of the information was outdated and even irrelevant and and uh, it, it caused more headaches than than He had even realized it would, and ended up uh, the the podcast ended up folding after some time. Um, And that all kind of stems back to that imposter syndrome. We all—not all of us, but gosh, most of us do. And so I would just say, you know, do your best to overcome that. Put yourself out there. I know it's uncomfortable, but um, you know, the just there's no better that day than today to be your first day as a podcaster. Uh, A lot of us put it off for far too long.
1: Even John Lee Dumas did that. You're familiar with him, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. You're right. Yeah. yeah.
1: He was on my show, and that was one of the questions we talked about a little bit in depth, and if look how well he's doing, so everybody can be out there. The other thing, I think people don't realize their gift, for example, mine is productivity. It comes really easy for me to get things done and to be organized and to sequence and simplify. I thought everybody knew how to do that. So I was like, who am I to talk about productivity? This is something innate to everybody. So whatever this is for listeners, whatever your gift is, not everyone has that. So definitely do a podcast on it because it'll make a difference. And speaking of your company, Daryl, I love the name, Pro Podcast Solutions. That is awesome. Tell us about why you created that and why it's such a great one-stop shop for podcasters.
2: Yeah, thank you. I, I I'm glad to hear that you think it's a good name. We put a lot of thought into figuring out what that was going to be. Sometimes that's the hardest thing is coming up with the name of something. So I had a corporate job for, I worked for the company for almost 19 years. I started when I graduated high school in, in back in 1994, and I worked with them all the way through 2013. And when I left the company, I was uh, the e Commerce director, so I was overseeing all of their e-commerce operations, fulfillment website development, and so forth and it was a great job, but it was it, we were kind of reaching a point where my philosophy and vision for the direction of that division was was different from some of the leadership, and I was really struggling with what to do and you know, finally, it dawned on me that people are coming to me asking me for help with their podcast. Can you help me figure out this problem, or help me choose the right equipment, or can you give me some editing tips? You know, just various things. How do you get started, and all these other things? And I finally realized, you know, you have people already coming to you asking for advice on podcasting. How could you leverage that into a, a, a business? how'd you, how, you know, be an entrepreneur and create your own business? And and so I did that, and I started the the doing it on the side in 2012. And then by about six months later in 2013, I was able to kind of leave my corporate job and, and do it full time. And we kind of learned as we went. When we first started, uh, we weren't even called Pro Podcast Solutions. I was doing everything under my, my podcast network brand, which is called Golden Spiral Media, Media, because that's what people know. They knew us through that. But then, and this was one of the big lessons I learned, People started coming to me going, hmm, when I go to your website, goldenspiralmedia.com, I see these sci fi podcasts and then I see this one page dedicated to uh, podcast editing. Is this a part time job for you or are you serious about this? Because I'm looking for somebody who's serious. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm serious. I mean, this is my, I'm trying to make a full time career out of this. And so it was at that point that I realized I needed to be more clear on my branding. And so Golden Spiral Media became just our sci-fi podcast network and Pro Podcast Solutions was born that focused solely on doing support work for other podcasters, audio production and show notes and helping them launch with artwork and intros and outros and anything a podcaster could need. But even then, Nancy, when we started, it was just editing because I didn't know what else other podcasters needed. And then as we brought on more and more clients, we we listened to what their needs were and they might say hey but do you write show notes or can you provide transcription and we would say i think we can do that and we would find the right people that had that skill set and add them to our team and and so now we do have a really robust suite of services we we offer just about everything a podcaster would need and it's just kind of come along as we've if we've been as we've been helping more and more people along the way
1: that's a great story I I could totally relate to that. I retired from my job at IBM in my late forties. And I thought, I'm going to go teach people all about money, how they they can retire too. And I wasn't getting any clients, but they kept asking me, can you help me with this business? Will you help me with this? How do I launch this? How do I market that? And it was this aha moment of people kind of pick our business for us, just by the questions they ask. right? And then we developed to accommodate them. So that's really cool. So how do you compete against like the Fivers and the Elances who also say they can do all that stuff, but probably not as good as you?
0: Yeah,
2: that's a great question. And we do compete against those folks in some, to some level. We compete against folks who are located overseas where they can charge a cheaper price because of a lower cost of living and, and things such as that. But at the end of the day, we just have to be who we are. Um, we we've never tried to be the cheapest people out there. Uh, we added the word pro to our name. We included that in our name for a very specific reason. I feel like with the experience I have in podcasting and the, the number of clients that we've worked with, that we've got a level of professionalism and expertise that you know separates us from fivers. And if you're looking for just cheap production, audio production, then. You know Fiverr might be your way to go, but if you're looking for a professional partner to come alongside you and support you with every aspect of your podcast, then we're the company for that and so we we've tried to reflect that in our in our branding. Um, all of our team is located in the u s Canada, or um we've got one of our team members that's in the u k and so we we feel like being able to be native speakers to the language of our clients is really important. We've seen, we've had clients come to us and go, you know, I tried Fiverr. I tried the Philippines or South America or, you know, whatever. And there was communication issues or there was sloppy editing or, you know, my needs weren't being met. My expectations weren't met. So those options are out there and they're fine for some folks, but we, uh, we're, we're the pros and, and we provide the, the level of service that you would come to expect with that.
1: Well done and your messaging and branding that's really really good another thing you do often probably with messaging as well is speaking at all these great podcast events do you have any advice on making a podcast really stand out even maybe a, a chart topper that'd be cool
2: yeah well we've had we've, we've been fortunate to work with a couple of clients over even the last couple of weeks or, or about the last month who have both um, Charted top the charts upon their launch, and that's not something that we we guarantee. And to be quite frank with you, it's not something that I take a lot of credit for. Uh, both of these clients were are, are really good at knowing who their audience is, uh, establishing relationships with them. They didn't start a podcast as their first point of contact, and I wouldn't recommend that. A, a podcast should not be your first point of contact. You should have a website. You should have a following on social media. If you've got books or radio shows or TV shows or other things that that you're already doing, curriculums or webinars, some sort of other point of contact that you've got your tribe already being being established, and then a podcast is a great way to come alongside that and grow that and nurture that. Um, and and that was the case with both of these folks. They they had a great social media following, and an email list, and so when they launched their podcast, um, they both Shot into the top 200, uh, even the top 50 within their their category. One of them shot in the top 50 of of all of iTunes, which is extremely hard to do. So, but my advice is is don't look at a podcast as a quick win or or a first step. It really is best suited as a as an additional piece of what you're already doing.
1: That's a great answer, and I I appreciate that too because it should be part of your marketing strategy, not just a standalone standalone option. Yeah. So are you ready for the fun question we ask everybody on this show, Daryl?
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: If you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours instead of 24, how would you spend that extra hour?
2: Oh, that's that's easy. I would spend it with my family. Um, I, I'm i a workaholic I, and I love what I do and I work from home. So I just walk through the kitchen, I start the coffee, and then I come in and I start my day. And so it's really easy to just hang out here all day, and I do a lot of times, but it also means that when my kids get home from school, I stop what I'm doing, and I spend time with each of them uh and and you know, like my son has a, a tennis match here in about two hours, and I get to stop working and go over and watch him play tennis and so there are those those privileges that I get from being a a work at home full time entrepreneur, but I still feel like there's more time that I I need to, I need to do that more often, you know, not just when they have a scheduled appointment, but when, you know, just say no to the work more often and go spend time with the family. So that's, that's what I would do. And that's, you know, we don't get 24 hours. So really what I'm saying is I should, I should just take that hour and, and reinvest it back into my family instead of working so much.
1: That's awesome. That's one of my favorite things to do is find people at least one more hour back in their day to do what's really, truly important to them. So great, great answer. Daryl, for people who'd like to work more closely with you, some of your packages, some of the podcast pro offerings, how can they connect with you, your website, things like that?
2: Oh, sure. The website is propodcastsolutions with an S.com. Um, you can email me at Daryl at Pro Podcast Solutions. That's two R's and two L's. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, although I'm not very active over there, uh, my Twitter handle is Mar Daryl. That's M like Mary, A R, and then Daryl. So Mar Daryl.
1: Perfect. Is there anything you'd like to add that I didn't even think to ask you?
2: You know, um, just one thing I've been learning lately. I just read a book that so many people have recommended to me. It's called *The Big Leap* by Gay Hendricks, and that book really resonated with me in terms of self-limiting. I've I've set some pretty big goals for our company this year, and I realized reading through that that I've that I've been self-limiting or putting kind of a a hidden barrier upon myself. and And he actually in the book, if I remember right, there are four different ceilings or or hidden barriers that we place upon ourselves, he said, you know, everyone he's ever talked to has at least one of these barriers. No one has zero of them. Everyone has always had one of them. And mine was the, the crime of outshining is what it's called, which basically says that, you know, I don't want to achieve my full success because if I did, then I would outshine someone else or make them look bad. At least I would think that they would look bad. You know, that's kind of the mentality. And so that has really resonated with me and I'm trying to keep it top of mind and not limiting myself and really trying to to be as successful as I I can be and not not limit that success.
1: That sounds like an amazing book. Could you give the title one more time?
2: Yeah, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks.
1: I see that a lot, that people, they get a huge level of success and they're kind of like holding themselves back instead of stepping into the shot, into the light, exactly like you're saying. So that sounds like a really interesting book. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Carol, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great tips for new podcasters. And if you're already existing podcast, you need to up your game. Check out his company. Lots of great services. Listeners, I am looking for business owners interested in becoming part of my CEO Inner Circle. It's a private coaching group. This is by invitation only for serious business owners with at least $1 million in revenue. Just email me, nancy at nancygaines.com to hear more and see if it's a fit. And if you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so other people can find us. And until next time, go out and gain the
0: advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygames.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.